I mean, there's two dudes that are going out to maybe a party that are dressed in leather and biker hats. I'm like, are you guys gay? And then one of them says, I got to go drop a deuce in the woods. I'm like, what? Who just, who does that? And it's just weird, weird stuff. And, and then, then, then there, I mean, there's more poop in that movie. Then, then there's the outhouse scene. And I'm like, he's talking about, and his name is Demon, by the way. That's the, the dude that looks like Michael, it dresses up like Michael Jackson. And he, his name is Demon and he has to go poop because he, because he ate too many burritos. And I'm like, this is, this is great that we're now, we're like just nonchalantly talking about poop in this movie. And I, I like that. I don't understand. I'm confused. I'm aroused. Screaming little kid behind me that's shoving junk food down his face hole. Put in crickets or wind. Walkers with the tennis balls on the bottom. I got my vat of popcorn. Can I sit by you? You gotta cut loose, man. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net with the balls to... Wait a minute. Maybe I should... In the spirit of putting uh, political stuff in, but not putting political... Okay, the only podcast with the balls to... Or the invincible, untouchable, ungrabbable vagina to record in the Amityville house. (laughs) I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. (laughs) If you hear a lot of screaming and uh, Eugene has to talk by himself for the last hour, then you'll know that they got me. Yep. (laughs) Such has been my last week and a half. Mm -hmm. It was either that or I was going to say, the only podcast with uh, three thumbs. (laughs) Three thumbs. Uh, Because, yeah, my thumb is broke dick. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Yes, my house has tried to kill me twice in the last week and a half, ladies and gentlemen, and it has been just a a wonder of homeownership. Get, get out. Yeah, really. My house doesn't speak to me. It just throws four by four boards at my freaking head. Flies are buzzing around, climbing up your nose and (laughs) black sludge pouring out your toilet. And (laughs) the, the heat turns off to the furnace, just pouring gas, you know, whatever. No biggie. And eventually you just move into the basement because it's too cold. It's so cold that you keep on shoving firewood into the fireplace and you, you already have the beard. You just need an ax. But the problem is every time I go in the basement, that's where it tries to kill me. So I, I I think I just need to stay out of the basement. I just need to condemn it and be done. Ancient Millersburg Indian burial ground right underneath your house. Yep, of course. <laughs> that figures. Uh, oh, well. Part of me thinks that that'd be kind of cool, mm-hmm. right? Or... <laughs> yeah, if you're not the one living here. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. What are you drinking tonight? You know, I was going to break out the um, the uh, woolly bearded man and his dog. Oh, booze. Canadian hunter. Yes, but uh, I'm finishing off a bottle of two gingers again. I really like this stuff, especially for the price. So it's two gingers tonight. Um, but rest assured, the hairy bearded man and his dog will make their triumphant return probably next episode. Nice. I went to buy another bottle of my uh, Canadian Hunter, and uh, the, uh, I had to go to my local place, and they don't have it there. Oh, so I had to okay. go for the next cheapest thing, which was a couple bucks more, and as I would say a couple bucks worth less than Canadian Hunter, but uh, mm. c- 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 Canada House. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I would definitely pick um, pick Canadian Hunter definitely over that. It's still better than Canadian LTD. That's all that yes, matters. It is. Yes. 
<laughs> when will the next time be that we one of us breaks down and gets an LTD? It's <sighs> gonna happen sometime. Well, I'm <laughs> poorest in the winter because work is slowest, but and I don't foresee it happening this winter. So I, I'm coming out of my slow time. I think I'm good. I think I made okay. it. But I might buy a a little, a, a, maybe a a. Tr- Travel size one sometime. Maybe I'll, I'll do one of those. Just for do just, they even do, make those? I, I swear I've only not. ever seen the leader. I haven't even. Do they? You know, you're right. Yeah, you're. Right. I think that that's all they sell on that, and rightly so. Ah, whatever. Yeah. All this Canada whiskey just kind of comes down the same funnel. It's just yes, which it does. funnel it, it happens to pour out of. And with Canadian <laughs> LTD, it's the same funnel that they also produce uh, chicken soup and maple syrup, and it just kind of that's good. One big, yeah. one big thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brilliant. let's get on with the show because we got a lot to talk about tonight. Oh boy, do we ever! I think I'm going to set a, a, a record for the show for uh, a speed round. Anyway, but before we get to that, let's dive onto the roulette where we dive into the ocean of what was it last? Last week was still Netflix. Next, this next round's not going to be Netflix, but last week's Netflix, yeah. ocean of Netflix to try and find those gems in the rough. And I get to go first. Yay! Uh, yeah, my synopsis is, is, is up here. There we go. I boy. <laughs> here we uh, go. A Netflix original. When shards of his cell phone get lodged in a teenager's brain, he discovers he can control electronic devices and uses his newfound power for revenge. Yeah, I, that's mostly accurate. Okay. I was kind of split expectations on this one because I, like I said last week, I hate the title. I boy, that's so mm-hmm. stupid. But uh, it is. <laughs> it is a Netflix original, so that gave me kind of hope. And it has—I'm going to butcher her name—Maze Williams, the uh, girl from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep, the younger one, Arya, Arya Stark. Oh, okay, okay. And this is a British production, so. That so far, I'm on board, yeah. That elevates it for being a tweeny thing, right? Yes. Because you know yep, that... I agree. Like, the in-betweeners. They're a little more R-rated than it's going to be for a tween thing in the States. Yep. And it was. I, I'm not going to say this was... Uh, maybe... I'd have to actually check. I, I wanna... There were some F-bombs. I would say it was probably kind of R-rated. But okay. it was. it definitely falls in the thriller category. It's not, like, hard R. I gotta say, dude... Netflix originals still holding up for me. I liked this movie, despite the stupid awesome. name. Um, I, I that doesn't surprise me. That does, I, that does. Not I surprise dug the me. characters in this movie. I I thought the even the way that he came around to calling himself Eye Boy, it was it was almost like a joke, and mm. so it was okay the way that it happened in the movie. I still wish quite. Uh, you're gonna have to title it that, I guess. But nonetheless. Uh, how do I explain what else goes on in this movie? I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say that he stumbles upon one of his friends getting attacked, and it looks hopeless. Excuse me. So he runs away. The attackers shoot at him while he's calling the cops. His phone explodes, and parts of his phone go in his brain. And it says here in the synopsis that he can control electronic devices, but it's much more than that. With inside of a, I don't know, a few days, the shit like pops up on screen in his vision. So like if he wants to text somebody, he can just do it with his brain and it's not coming from his phone. It's just unknown. And he can just do that's, that's cool. And it pops up like Tony Stark almost. Nobody else can okay. see it but him. 
Not only can he do that with phones, he can access the internet, he can blow up anything electronic around him, and he just kind of starts sneaking around town and getting vengeance on the people that attacked his friend and gangsters, and it just escalates. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to like give it massive thumbs up, but I would say like a seven, rock solid, totally entertaining time. You should definitely check it out. That's a good roulette then, definitely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's probably uh, one I'll check out with my wife sometime. That sounds like something that she might dig. I thought about recommending it for that, but then I can't remember how much actual blood and how much actual language. I think it'll be all right. Okay. Anti-birth. Anti-birth. In a desolate community full of drug-addled marines and rumors of kidnapping, a wild-eyed stoner named Lou wakes up after a wild night of partying with symptoms of a strange illness and recurring visions as she struggles to get a grip on reality while stories of conspiracy spread. Um, <clears throat> this is, uh, um, boy, kind of maybe David Lynchian a little bit. Um, no, not kind of. It is. There, I, I think they're very much aping uh, David Lynch style. Maybe even, a, I don't want to say David Cronenberg. Um, uh, I... Dude, I'm telling you, I think I'm getting old. <laughs> there was just th- this. I having said that, I'm giving this one a mild thumbs up to where it's like I'm I'm kind of recommending this mainly for the complete and utter batshit crazy awesome ending. It's great, uh, but so much of it is kind of a WTF. What? Yeah, okay, a lot of like. Almost like you don't really are, you're barely paying attention to the story. It's just weird visuals and just weird, weird hillbilly people doing weird hillbilly things in this town and talking nonsense. And the, the, uh, main girl, Lou, she's Natasha Leone. Yes. She is okay. from, I know her from, uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. So she's, she's good. She's disgusting in this, but that's her character is like, she's a self-loathing party. Like, all she all she does is eat awful food and drinks and does drugs nonstop after she's pregnant, and we don't know why Ugh. she's yeah. I want well, but it's kind of a, one of those immaculate conception type things where the next day she's pregnant, like boom. I'm pregnant. Oh, I remember this trailer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's something weird going on, and there's it's a bit science fictiony kind of. Uh, again, it's if you don't mind watching, literally this. Uh, basically uh, an entire cast of scumbags doing scumbaggy things with a kick-ass ending. There's your movie. There you go. Everybody's like, everybody needs a shower desperately in this movie. Everybody. <laughs> well, I'm going to um, definitely keep it in the queue. Cause I, uh, Missy watched it. One of our listeners and uh, mentioned something about it on Twitter. And I said, Oh, that sounds, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it a watch and let you know what I think. So I'll, yeah, well, way, I, and I'll for, yeah, for what it's worth. Um, when it was done, I'm like, Oh, I'm glad I watched that one. That one is a, it's not a gem, but, it's especially that ending. I'm like, nah, that's, that's Eugene right there. It's, it's crazy. I'm not going to give it away because it will ruin your enjoyment of it. You would have to see it to, to know, but some, some of the movie, not at least half of it was uh, what's going on. It's like, come on, just cut this stuff out. This is nothing. This is just people being assholes. Yeah. But, oh, and, and, <sighs> As opposed to some of the things in my recently watched that we'll get to, iBoy was one of those movies where 
thankfully, just, I, I didn't finish it up and was like, boy, you could have cut 10 minutes out of that, or there was some fluff in there that needed trimmed. I'm getting really tired of that, where mm-hmm. I finish a movie and I'm like, there was no reason for this to have that, to be an hour 50, when you could have easily been a slick 140. Yeah. Or in this, like in this movie's case, an hour and 20 instead of an hour and 35, and it would have still been kind of, huh? But it would have been a much more tighter pace, because you can only watch white trashy people doing drugs and just self-destructive stuff and mumbling whatever nonsense. Until it gets repetitive. Yes. But like I said, there's enough weirdness and a cool ending. I, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I watched that. It was at least worth one watch. So cool. there you go. I'll probably be watching that here pretty soon, the next uh, week or so. Okay, let's move on to the next round. And you threw the curveball this week, saying I'm yes, sick I of all this Netflix trash. So let's uh, pick movies from... Uh, we probably shouldn't say the name since they're technically probably illegally hosted there. So let's just say Bluetube. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I found some things for you, a little bit longer synopsis as, as here, but uh, bear with me. First up, Beware the Blob, alternately titled as Son of Blob, Son of the Blob, or Son of the Blob, or The Blob Returns. Fifteen years after the events of the first movie, an oil pipeline layer named Chester returns home from the North Pole, bringing with him a sample of a mysterious frozen substance uncovered by a bulldozer on a job site. Prior to taking the blob to a lab to be analyzed, he places the substance in his freezer, but he and his wife accidentally let it thaw, releasing the blob. Next up, from 1974, Killdozer. Made-for-TV sci-fi horror movie. A meteorite crashes onto Earth. Some hundreds of thousands of years later, six construction workers on on an island begin work uh, building an airstrip for an oil drilling company. Foreman Kelly and bulldozer driver Mac uncover the meteorite. When the bulldozer is used to try to shift the meteorite, it emits a blue light that seems to possess the bulldozer. Uh, And lastly, Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell, is a 1978 American made-for-television horror thriller. The story centers on a suburban family and the harrowing experiences they'd endure from a possessed dog they innocently adopt. And I saw lots of pentagrams when I was investigating this movie. And... (laughs) Scary dog with horns and shit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> These are all from the 70s, so, you know, it's as big a crapshoot as, as ever, but what are you going to do? Yeah. No, I, I was giddy when I saw that list. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a tough one. Because seriously, I'm like, I any one of those three, I would be giddy to watch. So Me I'm too. excited. Me too. Yeah. And it, it's hard to find trailers for these, so I just kind of went and watched the first few minutes. Oh, another yep. thing. I'll have to send you a link uh, for the guy's... Bluetooth page so that you can watch where I watched them. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, from me, I picked three Giallo, Italian Giallos, that uh, I have not watched yet. All of them, I believe, are on Blu-ray, but are overseas, and they're quite expensive. Uh, but from what I hear, they're all uh, very solid uh, Giallo movies. So from I who? am a... Uh, well... I'm a Giallo fan. So as far as like classics in the, in the Argento era, um, especially the first one, Black Belly of the, Tur- no, yeah, Black Belly of the Tarantula is the one that I have heard the most of. Um, Inspector 
Uh, Tellini investigates serial crimes where victims are paralyzed while having their bellies ripped open with a sharp knife, much in the same way tarantulas are killed by the black wasp. Um, so it's an, obviously these are all black glove killer movies. So there you go. Black belly of the tarantula, 1971. Next up is the case of the scorpion's tail. I'm just doing a quick, um, IMDb. Synopsis on these. Uh, case of the Scorpion's Tale begins with the mysterious death of a millionaire and spirals into the murder of his suddenly rich wife, which draws the attention of an investigator who follows a trail of blood to the bitter end. This is Sergio Martino. He directed that, and he is a great director. Uh, I can't imagine that movie is not going to kick ass, but I, I have not seen it. So there you go. Uh, last but not least, this one here, actually, um, I did find out Code Red released this on Blu-ray. Uh, I'm not sure if it's sold out yet, but it's, uh, way, way expensive. And so I'm like, I'm no, not those code red discs are so expensive. I don't want to take a gamble on, on this, but that's what, uh, Bluetooth what is do. for. Yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I in the labyrinth from 1972, what a, I, these names kick so much ass, by the way, all of them kicks. I love the names. Um, yeah, I agree. I still, I'm not sure which one wins this week. Kill dozer or devil dog. It's one of oh, those two. <laughs> <laughs> so I in the labyrinth is a, a woman searches for her missing lover, lover, a psychiatrist who has suddenly vanished for no apparent reason. She ends up in a villa populated by a group of eccentric individuals and a string of murders commence immediately. They're all black glove killer movies. So yeah. there you go. I'm um, going to go with uh, black belly of the tarantula because tarantulas are cool and the gut stabbing. It's that, that one. I'll take that one. Okay. The worst thing that you can do get in a giallo is one that's PG 13. y and I don't, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't want that. Agreed. Okay. And for me, I'm, yeah, all three of these seriously sound great. Um, there's actually a, a pretty good chance I'll probably watch at least two of them before next episode, but the kill those are for the win. Like uh, that, that title is impossibly cool. Um, having said that, devil, devil dog, oh boy, pentagrams and you know, Damien dogs. Um, still, both of those are made for TV. And I watched I like the first, 10 minutes of Killdozer, and I was like, yeah, yep, this looks like me. I didn't, I, I, <laughs> Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell, I said, you got enough keywords in your title, I'm not even going to look at you. So, there you mm. go. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, there you go. Next week will be Black Belly of the Tarantula up against Killdozer on uh, Bluetube edition of... Yes. The roulette. Okay, are you ready to move on to recently watched? I am. Oh, I need a drink, because this first round, it's going to be thick. I get to go mm. first. Okay. I hope you have your um, pens and papers handy, uh, everyone, because I'm going to burn through some stand-up comedy. I've been a bit of a stand-up comedy kick, and... I ain't gonna spend a lot of time on any of these. Let's just get them done. Okay. First up, Eliza Schlesinger uh, confirmed kills. This was uh, her latest one, I think, and it was a very good stand-up. I quite enjoyed it. I 
hit play because I listened to her interview on Mark Marin. I was like, ah, oh, I should check out more of her stuff. And it was sweet. And then I went to click on another one of hers, and within the first 15 minutes, I heard a repeated joke. And that's kind of a no-no with me. If you do a joke uh, in, a, yeah. in a stand-up, it's burned. You need Or in a special, it's burned. You need to do new stuff. So I moved on to Bill Burr. Walk your way out. I'm sorry you feel that way. You people are all the same. And let it go. Four of his stand-ups, all on Netflix, watched them all. They were all great. And I don't think I heard one repeated joke in any of them. There might have been one, but I can like, like one is kind of okay. But when you start doing kind of a whole bit, I'm a, I'm done. And he didn't. All four of these were fantastic. I don't think I could pick one above the other. He might be my favorite stand-up of all time. I mean, he's, he's fantastic. Eddie Murphy knocked it out of the park with two, and he's not going to do another one because he doesn't feel like he can top them and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I would rather have you do that than do one. That's not so good. Dana Carvey. Um, <laughs> so then I went and you know, Joe Rogan hit miss. I- I'm going to check out his standup. I-, I haven't watched any of that. I watched triggered his latest one and that was excellent. And then there was uh, a really old one called live, which wasn't quite as good, but it was old. You know, th- sometimes yeah. you got to have a little bit of leeway. Triggered was excellent though. And I, I'm starting to like him more and more. He's kind of weird and a little aggro, but I still tend to agree with a lot of stuff he says. There's a lot of conspiracy nutter stuff that he's into that I'm like, nah, relax. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of good jokes in there, too. A lot of good, good, insightful stuff. There you go. That's my first round. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I did seven in. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, I want to chime in on Bill Burr. I uh, go ahead. I, I did watch his most recent one, and it is it's nonstop. It's nonstop fantastic. Like everything he talks about is awkward and hilarious, um, and timely. Like. I'm not sure how funny it's going to be in seven or eight years from now because there's a lot of stuff that is kind of topical. But it's so funny and he's so mean and dirty and I I love it. I love it. Have you seen the uh, cell phone video from when he took on the entire city of Philadelphia, more or less? No. I'm going to find that for you and, and, and share it on your on Facebook or something. But uh, yeah, they were... He went to Philadelphia and they were, the crowd was very, I guess, mean or rude or what have you to the guy that was opening for him, who I guess was a friend of his. And so he said, fuck this. And just, he walked out on stage and proceeded to say every single horrible thing you can possibly say to piss off somebody that lives in a city, in a, in a particular city. So it was Philadelphia. So he was like, Fuck the Eagles, fuck the Flyers, fuck you, fuck Rocky, fuck... Like, he just went... And he did not stop for... I mean, it went on and on until, like, the crowd was almost about to riot. And then eventually they kind of came back around and just started laughing at him because it was just so funny. He, like, won them back. It was it was the most astounding piece of stand-up I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow, I... Okay, I mean, the, the, the video quality is horrible, but you can, the audio quality is fine. And you, it's, it's, a, it, it, I seriously was like, run, Bill, just run. Because yeah. <laughs> what you're saying in that town, you're going to get murdered. <laughs> awesome. Uh, brilliant. He's yeah. a genius. Yeah, he is. Especially when he, like, 
for an extended period of time is talking about Adolf Hitler and the Holocaust. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're keeping on talking about that. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. And I'm like, oh, man. And, oh. and then I found out he has a podcast that he does once a week. So I add, added that one, too. I don't think you'd like oh. it, though. But it, oh, really? I had a fair amount of talking about sports. And it's him by himself bullshitting for an hour every week. Gotcha. But uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> He's fantastic. Okay. Over to you. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, so now, I, if you want to go ahead and do, uh, you know, however many you want to do, for however many you think you can get done. I did seven in uh, under five minutes. So. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, so um, I'm with my obsessive compulsive, uh, whatever you want to call it, I get on kicks. We all know this. And right now I am on a slasher kick, the likes of which... I it's ridiculous. Like that's all I want to watch right now is slasher movies from the eighties. That's it. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Says the guy that I, just reviewed seven stand-up comedy acts. <laughs> in- <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I've got some craziness heading your way. So uh, and it, it all obviously some of it stems from my uh, child's play reviews. I'm like, okay, I got child's play done now. Let's do some Jason movies, and then that just bled. No pun intended. That bled off into a bunch of other slasher movies too. So most of my reviews, uh, save for a couple, there's a couple here that are not, but pretty much, you know, hang on. Well, it's that's fine. Be... I'm just do them. If you're going to review all of the Friday the 13th, you've done that before. So just kind of do it in I a know. block, like hit okay. some new notes, new, new okay. thoughts or something. That's cool, but you don't have to like break them down individually. Okay. So, Gotcha. So, uh, the Friday the 13th movies that I, that I watched, uh, this past, uh, week, uh, I am mainly focusing on the Paramount years. And it's weird how, and I'm guessing that this probably happens to you too. You'll watch certain movies over and over again to the point where it's like you love them so much, but after a while, it's almost like you get kind of almost too familiar with them to where it's like, yes, that's great, but I need to take a longer break on those. You know I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like I, I've said it several times over the last couple of months, I'm rewatching stuff less. I'm going yeah. for the new stuff, and it's not just necessarily Netflix new stuff. It's just what do what else? What you know? Yes. Uh, like a, let's you know what? Let's rewatch the drop because I only watched that once instead of Aliens, yes. which I have seen umpteen million times. Yeah, Aliens is a great example. It's like. I want to watch that every half year, but I'm like, oh, I, I'm watching this movie too many times. I take a break. So I actually skipped the first thus far, the first three Friday the 13th, and I watched parts four, five, six, and seven. And fuck you, Jason Goes to Hell. Or not, I'm uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Wait, I'm not, I was going to say, wait, what, what, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Jason Goes to Hell, thumbs up. I, yeah. I dig that movie. Me but too. Manhattan, Manhattan, I'm like, I'm, I'll skip that for a couple more years. Yeah. That's uh, a, which one is that? That's the one where you're on the boat. No, yeah, no, no. I know eight. the movie. It's eight. Okay. Yeah. So no but, eight. So, so parts one, two, and three, especially parts one and two, um, mainly part one, but parts one and two, I have watched those things over and over and over and over. I'm like, give those ones a rest for a little while. Part three, I appreciate that one. I'm going to watch that one probably in the next couple of weeks, but then I'm, I'm done with Jason movie. So... Parts four, which is the uh, Crispin Glover uh, crazy insane dance movie. Part five, which I have now come around to loving part five. Part what's, five is... What's the subtitle the, on that one? Uh, a New Beginning. 
Is that that's the, the telekinesis? No, that's part seven. That's a new blow. Okay. I, part five. Uh, part five is the uh, is the uh, loony the 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 not Jason house. one. The not Jason one. Yes. Okay. I have come around to for as crazy as it, as it is. It's a it's it hits all the right slasher notes. So real quick here. So part four is still in the classic Jason. Uh, actually the classic slasher era where it feels like an earlier 80s slasher movie. Uh, and actually of, of all of the Jason movies, that one there feels the most, I hate to say epic, cause they're not epic, but it feels the most like this was a, this was a well-made movie. Like the acting is, while funny, it's still really good. Jason is really menacing. Corey Feldman's in it. Uh, the, everything about it works so good. So mm-hmm. good. Part five is where things are something's not something's off, but it's that's what it, makes it so is cool. It part, is it just the time frame? Because I feel like uh, the Nightmare series has the same kind of time frame where I, I love one, two, three, and then we get to four, five, yeah. six, and I'm like, I oh, don't. Yes, very four, much. Four, so. five, six, seven. I can't even keep track of which one is which because they're just yeah. a mishmash of not good. Yes. Yep. Especially Friday the 13th. I think that that series holds up the least, uh, which I'll get into Nightmare on Elm Street here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but Friday the 13th, part five yeah, is, uh, I, behind the scenes, I guess the director, who is no longer with us, I guess that there was a lot of cocaine on the set. And, um, <laughs> there's a particular, there's a, there's a particular sex scene in there that got heavily butchered, uh, by the MPAA, which mo- all of the Friday the 13ths did. Uh, but I guess he was just, it was really awkward that scene, how it was shot and what the director was yelling. And it's just so weird seeing it in that light, knowing that the director was pretty much batshit crazy. And he, I think he came from directing porn to directing part five. So no. there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy. It's got a high body count. It's funny. It's not in the least bit scary, but it's just never boring and it's cool, especially because it's not Jason. So it's like, what? Okay, that works. And uh, some. Do you think you're coming around on these middling uh, entries because you watched the good ones so many times that you're like, a hundred percent, yes, yes, yep. I'm, I because now I'm a fan of part five. I'm like, yep, that's the batshit crazy. We don't care entry of the series. It's where it's like, whatever works, we're just gonna do it. I mean, there's two dudes that are going out to maybe a party that are dressed in leather and biker hats. I'm like, are you guys? Gay, and then one of them says, "I gotta go drop a deuce in the woods." I'm like, "What? Who just who does that?" And it's just weird, weird stuff. And and then then, then there, I mean, there's more poop in that movie. Then then there's the outhouse scene. And I'm like, he's talking about Br- and his name is Demon, by the way. That's the the dude uh-huh. that looks like Michael. Ja- dresses up like Michael Jackson, and he his name is Demon, and he has to go poop because he, because he ate too many burritos. And I'm like, this is, this is great that we're now, we're like just nonchalantly talking about poop in this movie. And I, I like that. So moving on, part six. Well, is, there we uh, have it. Yep. There we have it. <laughs> and then it's no, and I don't want to spend too much longer on this. Cause I know that I know that I've brought up part six before Jason lives. Jason lives is, um, scream before scream happened. Uh, Watching it again, it's self-referential. The humor actually really works in it, and it's is, like we know is, is we this know the we're one afraid that, of it. That starts with uh, them digging him up and the lightning bolt. That's the one. Yes. Yes. 
I remember the thing from a Jason movie. Yes. But uh, Alice Cooper soundtrack, it's – the acting is good for what it is and it's uh, a lot more lighthearted than the other ones for some reason. It doesn't have the crazy cocaine-fueled insanity of part five, but it's just more scream before scream happened. Um, So – uh, is this what, and then what get, they said was the birth of Zombie Jason? Yes, this was Zombie Jason. That's two this things a, I remembered from the first yeah, night. I'm in front yeah, of, right. you know, and the more the more I watch these, the more I appreciate the other the other uh, actors that play Jason. Uh, for the longest time, I'm like, well, Kane Hodder as Jason. That's that. But when you think about it, he was in a New Blood, which wasn't that good. Uh, Manhattan, which flat out sucks, and. Uh, then Jason goes to hell, which he's barely in, and then Jason X, which I didn't like either. So it's like, yeah, you're you're a cool, big, burly, badass Jason, but you were in some pretty shitty Jason movies, other than Jason Goes to Hell. It's also um, like rooting for a stuntman that you never yes. can tell. It's a, oh, that's yeah. Harrison Ford's good stuntman. Yeah, and now and and that's the best part of now moving on to uh, New Blood is the best part of that movie is Kane Hodder as Jason because he is truly a. a nasty looking humongous killer dude but uh i've said it before this movie is so butchered that uh it makes it i don't want to say unwatchable because i've watched it i've watched this movie so many times but it's just it's so neutered to where it's like this is pg-13 jason and it shouldn't be and if it would have uh if it would have had all the stuff that this got i think more cut than any of the other jason movies if it would have had all the stuff that was cut out of it this would have been a solid friday the 13th movie but it's the end is now looming on the Paramount years with uh, a yeah. new blood because it's it's so heavily cut. Um, John Carl Beekler directed it, and he's a special effects guy. Um, and supposedly, supposedly, the he claims that the MPAA didn't like him because he's a he's an effects guy, and he made it so hardcore that they made him cut everything out. And it you it, you could tell it's like every single scene is edited down to nothing. It just cuts away. Um, I've probably said it before because we've talked about this before, but it's still just so weird to me that this was late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was 87 or 88. And then uh, I believe that uh, Manhattan was 89 and that was the end of the Paramount years. Then it's just so weird that at that time frame, especially considering what uh, they were doing in Italy, and and the stuff that was coming yeah. out, it, the underground, not underground, but the the lower budget stuff that was coming out, even in America, like you're you're cutting this, like I know what? It's, it's not, so weird. Yeah, it, it's strange. Whatever. I then know. you get to yeah. Jason goes to hell, and that's why you and I probably like that movie because it's gory as all hell. After. Oh, it's it's so gory. It's, <laughs> it's so gross. It, interestingly enough, you know, I, I found out the reason that movie is called Jason Goes to Hell: The Final Friday, and then Jason X and Freddy versus Jason is New Line had the rights to the word Jason, but they were not allowed to use the word, the the term Friday the 13th. That's why those movies are not named Friday the 13th is because New Line Cinema couldn't name them that. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's something. All but right. um, anyway, so I'm going to probably give uh, Manhattan a pass for a little while. I just, it's so awful. It's so bad. It's just, but, uh, the problem is that it's so boring for half of it. It's boring. It's, it's a it, the, boat movie. It is, and the 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 sin that they make in that movie it's it's an hour and forty minutes. Friday the Thirteenth has no business being an hour and forty minutes. 
at all. Part two, which is so good, that's that's Potato Sack Head Jason, Yeah, is barely 85 minutes, and it moves so fast. It still that's has one of the Friday. best scenes in any Friday the 13th when he kicks the stereo on the street. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> I the, love that. the very little bit that they actually shot in Manhattan was genuinely cool. But uh, anyway, so there's my Friday the 13th movies. I I adore these movies. Um they're just they're essential 80s slasher movies if you're into that type of thing. They're they all have their charms even the even the crappy ones, there are moments in the crappy ones that are still fun. But uh, part five, I got to tell you, I've uh, I've come around on that one. It's just bizarro, and I love it. It sounds so. you sound like me defending Supernova as not bad. Yes, like, oh, it's a science exact, fiction yeah. movie. It's, There's spaceships yeah. and outer space, and stuff yeah. happens, and special yeah. effects. And uh, I didn't hate it. It's yeah, yeah. it's good, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's my okay. Friday the Thirteenth. Well, let's let's talk about Doctor Strange, but I want you to go first. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, uh, okay. So I saw this at the theater, at the Dollar Theater, in 3D. That was the that was the time that I was able to see it uh, with my wife. Uh, packed house in a very small auditorium. Um, movie starts, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the trailers are not loud, but eh, the trailers may not. You know, that might not be what the movie is. No, no, the movie was was, was quiet was very quiet um, in a packed house at the Dollar Theater on a weekend evening with tons of kids and stupid people. So everybody was talking and being loud and crying and crunching on their popcorn and being obnoxious uh, with 3D that, while I think is probably pretty good, um, the movie is a dark. There's a lot of darker scenes at night and whatever. And I'm like, I, I, okay, it's hard for me to make out what's going on and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is talking about plot points here that I can't quite hear because of the screaming little kid behind me that's shoving junk food down his face hole. And uh, it, having said that, it, it's, oh, it's no, no, wait, wait, wait. Not. My next question is, uh, I, maybe I over Doctor Strange you within a week's time, but did you, what, did you at least? appreciate the animated film like so you kind of had some sort of idea going into very the movie. much like yes okay. i did i totally did. in fact I, I appreciated that actually i'm like oh okay i see the how they did it in the animated one and so that definitely honestly i'm actually quite glad i watched it now because i missed a lot of the theatrical version because i couldn't hear it yeah i totally in, understand infuriating <laughs> infuriating when you were texting me about it, I was getting angry for you. Um, yeah. Now we'll switch over to my review. <laughs> or my experience, not my review. Yes. Uh, I went with, uh, well, <clears throat> I just had a, a free time around a, a noon show. Oh, screw it. Let's go. Can't wait to see this movie. Unfortunately, the 3D time, I wanted to see this. I want, of course, I, I get one that I actually want to see in 3D and the time suck. So, I said, screw it, I'm going for the 2D. You said it was dark, screw it. I'll just do the yeah. 2D. Go to the 2D, uh, the 2D was dark. So Okay, well, the, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the 3D would have been even darker. But at least I had it in a the big theater there. I mean, it was the massive one at yeah. the Dollar Theater. Mine was which tiny. Is, which is tiny awesome. Screen. Uh, but <laughs> uh, for a nooner, I think it was a Monday, and there was about five other people. 
Oh, a, you lucky bastard. <laughs> in a three or four hundred seat. I mean, it was a big ass. <laughs> we thought, um, I, I texted my buddy and he met me there. And we thought we were going to be the only ones in the theater. And then during the trailers, you know, five to seven people trickled in. And they were completely silent. The entire film had no problems whatsoever. Oh, man. Good for glory. you. It was one of those movies where I, I got sucked right into it. And I didn't notice people around me, heavy breathing and chew, you know, usually, you know how it is. This is why I've seen the five movies in the theater last year, or if, if even that many, yeah. because I just can't deal with all the obnoxious people. So on, at least on the experience front, I had a great time. Uh, the, I, man, I wish I could see this one in 3d and I might even try if I have a spare time in the next week or two, I might try to catch it in 3d, the, the special effects. Okay, we'll get into the review. Yeah. Now, as you, everybody knows, I'm more of the comic book guy than you are. I totally understand how somebody who is outside of that, and I'm not even a like a Doctor. I don't own a single Doctor Strange comic book. I I know him mostly from like little crossover things. I I vague understand the, the animated film. The vague, I I got it. He's got the cape and beardy with the white hair and uh, interdimensional stuff and magic. That's about all I know of Stephen Strange. That's it. I see him in some okay. team ups and some crossovers, and I'm not like Doctor Strange super fan. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> that being said, we have a. For me, it's like, we got a live action Doctor Strange movie. This is amazing. I never, this is something I never thought would exist in my lifetime. And I totally enjoyed it. I had a blast with it. It was great. Uh, I could totally understand how somebody outside of the comic book realm would just be like, nah, it's okay, but yeah, nah, it's weird. You ain't kidding. It's weird. That's, Another one of the reasons I wanted you to watch that animated film so that you could kind of know what you're in for is going to be yeah. weird. I'll turn it over to you for the for your review. Okay. Yeah, I gave it three stars out of five. I, but having said that, I do think that I could up it maybe at least a half a star with uh, no one talking and it booming loud and non-3D. I, I do see... And being able to better understand what's going on because stupid loud in our theater. Oh, mine was quiet. Stupid it loud. Was... I mean, the, the there's a bad speaker on the left side in that big auto, and it crackling. It would crackle sometimes. <laughs> it was stupid loud. Anyway, oh, that's frustrating. Frustrating. But um, it, I, there's a good movie in there. I just I need to see it again to fully grasp everything that was going on uh, because bits of it were. I missed because I couldn't pay attention. Um, uh, did you stay for the, through the end credits? I know that there was one scene midway through the end credits. We, I wasn't we sure stayed was for that some, one. Okay, because I wasn't sure if there was something at the very, very end. Sometimes Marvel does that. I, I They do, but I'm not staying that. Usually that's uh, the, the lesser of the two teases. Like, they should save the biggest and baddest one for the very, very, very end, but they don't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they did. I didn't stay. I, I, I watched the mid credits yeah. one, and it's like I can go home and I got blue tube. I can try and yeah. find it on there. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I paid ten. This was a weekend evening 3D show, and I paid ten dollars for the dollar theater. I'm like, you know, 
That's getting to be a lot of money for that shitty of an experience at the dollar theater. Like that, that was worth maybe $2.50 a person, not $10 for two of us. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, dude. You, you yeah. can't, anytime that school is out of session, you can't go there. I know. Yeah. It's it, summertime or evenings or whatever. You can't. It, it's chancy even when school's in session. Cause usually yeah. I hit it on senior day. And so the, the oxygen tanks and wheelchairs come rolling yeah. out. And, yep. And usually they're like, whatever's playing next, a ticket for that. Mm-hmm. And 50 so. 50 if they even go in the right theater. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to catch any of them, Doctor Strange. Here they come mm. with their canes and their walkers with the tennis balls on the bottom. And yeah. Oh, yes. I got my vat of popcorn. Can I sit yep. by you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the oxygen tank is, yeah, blowing steam like the people in Alien yep. uh, when they're walking the planet. The, the little steam pops out. Yep. <sighs> so anyway, but it, I, I did like it for what it was, but I was I wish I could have had a better experience. I totally understand. Even bad experience aside, even if you had had a good experience, I wouldn't have been surprised if you'd come back with the same same review. Yeah. Oof. Boy, your dog, he agrees. Yeah, he loves Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, whatever. Okay. He just woke up. I think he's getting old, dude. I like he just he heard a bump and then he just somebody's at the door, I gotta run and no. Nope. He heard you talking about old people. He's like, Whoa, yeah. I am included in that. Yeah. Be nice. Shut up, asshole, and buy me more <laughs> flea medication. Cause I don't have anywhere else to put my money. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else for Doctor Strange? You want to wrap? Should we wrap that? No, one? no. I, I, for what it was, it was enjoyable. I agree, and I, I hope that I don't want to get too far off on a Marvel tangent here, but I hope that I don't know where they're going to go with the sequel. Because I'm, mm. I guess maybe I should buy some more Doctor Strange books, but um, I really feel like in the Marvel universe they just really dropped the ball with the sequel. Other than Captain America, Captain America is the lone one yeah. where it's all it awesome. Is. Iron Man 2, Thor 2, Avengers 2, what else? Yeah. Is there any other 2s? But those, all three it. of those were just like, meh. Do you think that uh, that Doctor Strange will make an appearance in the next Thor movie? Oh, that's what the mid-credit sequence was. It was him yeah. talking to Thor. Yeah. Hey, maybe. Not- Very possibly. Yeah. That was pretty funny, by the way, the whole beer thing. I'm like, ah, it's... Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mostly happy that this movie did so well because of Scott Derrickson. I like. Yes, that. I, I want to bring that up too. Uh, I appreciate the fact that he has gone from the early days of a Hellraiser direct-to-video sequel to the very excellent Emily Rose. To I mean, it's like it's cool to see the progression of a director, and he seems like a cool guy. Yep, he does. He knows how to utilize a budget, and oh, that's what I'll close out the Doctor Strange review with. Um. If this thing doesn't get the special effects Oscar, what the hell deserves it over this? Because, yeah. my God, even in 2D, those scenes where they were bending New York in half, it's all in the trailer. But yeah, it that was, was awesome. It was that doubly was impressive in the movie itself. It was seamless between... Oh, we talk about it all the time, where you can tell, like with X-Men Apocalypse, you can tell they're sitting on a cliff and it's a green screen. Yeah. Whereas that, they're sliding around catwalks and doing all kinds of crazy Inception shit, and I couldn't tell the difference between... It was impressive. That was nuts. Man, that was so, so impressive. 
And I, I always like to see Mads Mikkelsen in a movie. I mean, he was your typical bad guy, but I he's just cool. Yep. I, I like him. I agree. He was awesome. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the casting for Doctor Strange was flawless. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So are you a fan of uh, of Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, I am. Especially when he's in... I, mean, I was going to say, especially when he's in the right role, but when have I seen him in the wrong role? I don't know that I yeah. have. He, he's been he's good, been great in everything. Even yeah, he's when I heard he was cast Doctor Strange, I was like, nailed it. Next, it, yeah. It's like uh, it's like a fan casting. It's like saying, oh, Nathan Fillion should play Nathan Drake in Uncharted. It's like, yeah, no shit. Uh, oh man, obviously is he going? Is he going to be? I that- doubt it. He's he might be a little too old at this point. I don't. Oh man, he would be so great as a as someone like that. Or well, even I, in the, like the casting for that is probably just starting because uh, Joe Carnahan wrote that script and just turned it in. But he's not directing. Somebody else is directing. But he just he wrote the script. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Okay. That's one of those. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. Okay. Uh, okay. Moving on. I'm going to do... Where are we at in time? Okay. I'll we're do, good. Eh, we're okay. I'll do two real quick here, and then back to you. Finding Dory. I <laughs> had to... <sighs> my kids like Nemo, and my kids like this shit, so... Well, it popped up on Netflix. I know I'm going to have to sit through it at some point. So they watched it about 11 times until finally, let's sit down and watch it as a family, and we sat down and watched it. And there are some good jokes in there. Not nearly enough to merit me dealing with Dory for an entire frickin' movie. Sad. Sad and teary and teary and sad. And usually Pixar, you kick off with your sad and teary, and then we're kind of happy all along the way, and then... There might be no, a happy not tear, this not this one, not so much. It was, <laughs> isn't this sad? Oh, it continues to be sad. There's a laugh. Sad, 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 sad. Ugh. There was a good amount of laughs in the movie, I'll be fair. But at the end of the day, why is it taking so long to get Incredibles 2? Why am I still waiting on this? I should have three of these movies by now. Yeah. But Instead, it's Cars Part 3 coming out, which admittedly <sighs> has a... Pretty cool trailer, but I'm not in... I, come on. They're doing what their Disney overlords command, and that is, whoa, what sells toys? Cars? Trust me, my kids, Yeah. they don't shut up about cars. They don't even yeah, like... They, they don't even like the movie. They won't even sit and watch the Cars movie. It's 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 Cars shit on YouTube. And, oh, you want to watch the Cars movie? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I've got 17 freaking Lightning McQueens. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that garbage. It was worth a watch. It's fine, but it's too damn much tears, man. Come on. Yeah. And you haven't watched Inside Out, which I hear is just a wreck. Like you're a wreck by the time that movie's done. Yeah. So I've heard. I'm good. I yeah, same, I'm, I'm like good. Up. I watched Up once, and it was like I'm yeah, good. Me too. I'm done. Yeah. I don't. That I don't. Toy, I don't, Toy Story three, one and done. I'm like nope, I'm good there. Me too. I, and, but like Incredibles, I've I've probably watched ten times. Love that movie. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Okay. <sighs> wow, it's getting away from me this evening, and it's not even Pumpkinhead time. But that's the way my week's been. I'm drinking to uh, get rid of pain, and hopefully not go get X-rays. Because that's <laughs> that's you know that's healthy. But hey, at least yes. I can afford booze. Yes, exactly. See, you're thinking positively. 
Oh, as you... yeah, positively. I'm thinking of, yeah. well, I can afford uh, a, <laughs> a $10 bottle of something from Canada, but uh, x-rays on my thumb, that's probably broke. <laughs> okay, uh, Stranger Things Season 1. Oh, Finally, I'm the last person on Earth to watch this shit, but I said, you know what, I gotta get this show checked off, because there's uh, too many other interesting-looking Netflix original shows popping up that I want to watch, like um, Frontier with Aquaman and uh, OA, and all all those other uh, cool Netflix programming, but damn it, I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. Enough is enough. I binged seven episodes in one day and finished up the season finale (laughs) the day after. Wow. Uh, thumbs up on this show. I don't remember where you came out score-wise on it, but I, I want to say that we're, we're probably in the same ballpark. I, I think we would have a little bit different positives and negatives, but I, I think when it's all said and done, we're probably going to be in the same range as far as the final score. I would say seven and a half, probably, somewhere in the, in that That vicinity. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to recall you saying that you were annoyed with the new wavy synthy score. That didn't, mm-hmm. that didn't bother me at all. I, I thought it was fine. I'm not going to say great. I wasn't like, yeah, my jam. I was just, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I, I felt, honestly, I'd say I felt like it was less intrusive than the score for It Follows. I felt, and I have, I've only watched, I need to watch it again, but I feel like the, the new wavy synthy stuff on It Follows was more obnoxious than this. Yeah, it may have been. Yeah, I've, I've watched It Follows a couple times, but it's been a little while since I've seen it last. But I just remember it, 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 well, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. It's just personal preference. And, and yeah. again, I'm not over here like I was headbanging and fist yeah. in the air and jerking off at the same time like 80 cents yeah no yeah i i was like oh that's neat it's got a, it was very subtle and just kind of background kind of like turbo kid but even more subtle i thought so that that didn't really bother me the um i on the negative side man i thought this could use some slimming way too much with the drama with the kid relationships in high school and shit it's like you kick it off with this this sci-fi stuff and people getting sucked into other dimensions and shit, and that's sweet, but then it's sort of like, well, let's take three episodes to talk about kid relationships at school, and who's the bully. Who gives a shit? Like, you could have dealt with that stuff much more swiftly. It's a a nitpick, but you could have dealt with it way more swiftly, and been done. Moved on. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Am I, am I <laughs> just being an old get off my lawn asshole because I'm like eight episodes? Come on, ain't got time. Make it six, you pricks. Um, but <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree. I, I think that it, it got a bit long winded. It wrapped up really, really well and set itself up nicely for season two, which I, of course, will watch, but I'm right there with you. It's, I I I remember uh, there was some fisticuffs with the kids towards the end. Am I right? I mean, yeah, but I feel like the the places where it was long winded was in the first half of the season, where it was like I had a couple of episodes and nothing really happened. Oh, we okay, we set up some drama between the bullies, the bullies and and the dork kids. I got yeah, it. I got it. You could have just 
it could have been a passing scene instead of half an episode. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating the, the run times of these things, but it's, it really felt to me like you could have cut an episode or two amount of time out of the show and just spent more time focusing on the supernatural shit. I, okay. And, uh, another negative. Winona Ryder, uh, her character written a little too, I don't want to say dumb. I don't want to say naive. I don't want to say blatant, but she could have been more subtle. It was like, I'm buying every Christmas light in town. Deal with it. Give it to me. And, and, and just relax a little bit. People come, <laughs> people come charging into your house. You, you wouldn't let them in your house. Like somebody just randomly stops by. I brought you a casserole. Oh, come on in. By the way, I strung up Christmas lights and there's lamps everywhere and I look like a crazy person, but I'm not going to explain anything. You don't understand. I'm talking to my dead son. Get out. Like, if you were going down that crazy path, you would be like peeking through your door and going, I'm good, not feeling, I'm under the weather. Mm. It just, uh, it, it started leaving what I would consider reality a little bit as far as re- gotcha. realistic, what a person yeah. would do. Excuse me. Yeah. Especially in that kind of weirdo situation. Everybody's going to be expecting you to act weird because you just lost your son quote unquote. Yeah. So it would make total sense for you to just kind of peek through the door, say, thanks, maybe sneak the casserole through. I'm not in the mood. I'm still uh, very sad. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But instead it was like, come on in to my crazy house. Uh, again, you could have cut another, there's 10 minutes. You could have cut. There's five minutes over there. There's five minutes. I'm being bitchy and nitpicky, I guess. Uh, maybe if they had cut that stuff, we'd be sitting here going longer, more character development. Who knows? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I'm always uh, with the mindset of lean and mean unless there's there's a story to tell or unless it, it suits the picture, which 2001, A Space Odyssey, The uh, Contact, I there's, not, there's nothing I could think of to cut out of something like that, whereas – Obviously, that's a movie versus a TV show, but there are certain movies, longer movies that I can't. I'm like, I don't know what you would cut out of this to make it. I'll make a more recent comparison: Luke Cage. There was a Mm. ton of Luke Cage that was not action and was just uh, developing character relationships and interactions and stuff. I wouldn't cut a frame out of that series. Not a frame out of that season. It was wonderful. I loved it, but. there you go. Yeah. I, I, and that was, that thing was more than eight episodes. Yeah. Well, and now the question is, will this now, cause it's a hit. Are we going to see now five more seasons to where it's like, Oh, good Lord. Here we go again. Now it's another season. And now it's just being drug out. I'm, or, you know, it doesn't seem like Netflix does that though. They kind of put a season out and see and, and judge it from one, one to one, you know? So yeah. we'll see. they didn't announce three seasons of Luke Cage. They announced one season and then it came out. And after it was out for a week or two, then they were like, okay, another season. Same. I imagine the same thing going on here. Yeah. I hope so. That would be, that would be great if like season two would be equally really good. Um, and then maybe they wrap up with season three or if it keeps being extremely entertaining and not lost, Keep going, but <laughs> once lost. you start to get not once you start to get to that, it's like be done. 
Nah. Because Lost started out strong and I don't care about Lost. <laughs> I I don't even know how... I think that had a couple of good episodes, and then it was like, we don't even really know where we're going. Yeah. We're just, we're just here's, doing things. Here's some good ideas, and then we wander around. That are vague. <laughs> I don't think Netflix is doing that. I, it's not the same model as ABC, NBC, all these other, yeah. you know, old dinosaur ways of telling stories. I think Netflix yep. is on the up and up. I they are. gave a positive review to a movie called iBoy in this yeah. episode. There you have yeah. it. Yep. And I have enjoyed Mercy. I've enjoyed the Siege on Janetville. You enjoyed the the uh, uh, the do-over. Was it the do-over? We both did. Yeah. yeah the, or the, yeah. Adam so Sandler. I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, that's an Adam Sandler movie. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, do a couple. Okay. Um, moving on, uh, continuing with my slasher movies. Oh, wait. Before you uh, get too crazy, did you... Uh, watch that werewolf movie. Nope. Okay. Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> just checking. I was just checking. It's all right. I was just checking. That's that. That is where when you go back to edit this, you put in crickets or wind, uh-huh. uh-huh. or a. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. We should start doing that, having sound effects. Because uh, I don't spend enough time editing this fucking shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, because of uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 being the odd duck, I'm like, okay, let's watch the odd duck of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And that's Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, if you would take Freddy's Revenge out of the series, it would play fine as you know, Parts 1 which immediately goes to part three. That is the general progression of the series. One, three, part two, new nightmare. That's my nightmare trilogy. Yes. And those are the best. Those are the best ones. Uh, well, I hesitate to say that now. No, no, no. Those have, are the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new appreciation for a, uh, a gay mayor on Elm street. Part two, Freddy's revenge. <laughs> I would like you to give me your, your review of part two, but I would like you to give it to me from uh, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and then now. That- <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So 20 years ago, uh, actually 20 years ago was like, yeah, this is cool because it's a Freddy movie, no, right? Nope. That's not what the, no, that's not the review I got. <laughs> oh, for, okay. So 20 years ago. Oh boy. You hated it. Like- uh, you hated it. <laughs> you told me well, to skip yeah. it. Yeah, I did. And I, I do remember that. Um, Watching it now, though, I've kind of come not kind of. I this movie's awesome. It's great. <laughs> it didn't have anything to do with the gay stuff. That wasn't why you told me to skip it. You were just like, it doesn't fit in with the storyline. Yeah, and it doesn't. It, it's such an odd movie. Jesse is the hero. Well, barely hero. He's a whiny uh, guy that obviously has some sexual issues. Um, and if you watch the movie thinking. There is a lot of homoerotic, homoerotic undertones in the movie. It's, it's all over this movie. Uh, and it's been confirmed as well. But you know, back when I was, you know, 17 or 18 and, you know, myself a, <laughs> a troubled kid. <laughs> Go on. Uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't have thought of this. I'm like, oh, you're the redheaded girl that 
is trying to hook up with you. Like, what's going on here? I know what well, you're like, talking about, though. At that time like, frame, we weren't oh. thinking about uh, sexual, like, yeah, like, get like, on to the next like gay stuff, or, or yeah. Oh, maybe he's struggling with his sexuality. We, yeah, it never would have even crossed our minds. It was just because yeah. in up? here he is, he very much is, and she is like completely trying to come on to this guy the whole movie, and instead he wants to hang out with his shirtless dude buddy. And they go to a leather bar at one point. It's it's just like oh, it's how all did, there. How did I miss it? How? And to be honest, even if that was the case, that we would have picked up on the gay thing, we wouldn't have been like ew, gay, not for me. We just yeah, because I watched it, plenty of gay themed movies even at that time. And I was, okay, it's a movie. Whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't think but anything I, of it. I never, I never caught on to it until <laughs> as I got older. I'm like, wait a us. minute. Does it say like that this... we're just so oblivious or that we're, I, hey, I, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kept on like, I remember watching this, uh, like growing up thinking, dude, you've got this hot redheaded girl that is trying to get you in bed and you completely are always pushing her away and running to your friend and like, oh, all right, okay. Um, so, but having said that, the movie, I, I hate to say it doesn't make sense, but there is no real rhyme or reason to what happens in the movie. Like the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies, here's Freddy and here's what he's doing and here's how he works in the dream world here it's just he can show up in the real world it's no problem and it's the story itself is so odd and weird and it's again it's like uh friday the 13th part five it's like we don't care we're just going to do a whole bunch of random weird shit and some of it hopefully will work and it does it it in that 80s sort of way it totally works (laughs) in that 80s sort of way of like why am I watching a shirtless, ripped, buff uh, saxophone player? Why? Yes. Why is this Why? happening? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm aroused. It's very confusing. Yes. And then, in, yes. and then in the '90s or uh, later, Schumacher comes out as gay, and you're like, "Oh, it's a gay that. thing. It's a gay it's, thing." Yeah. Okay. Now I understand. Wait. Yeah. Now I'm very. I understand the movie, but I'm confused myself. Yeah. <laughs> and back when I was back when I was a teenager, and they they um, what's his name uh, Jesse ends ends up in this leather bar. Uh, even back then, I'm like this this is weird. Like what? And it's kind of creepy and risque. And then we cut to the gymnasium where his where his gym teacher is his clothes are ripped off, and he's. He's pelted on the bare ass with a with a towel by uh, an invisible <laughs> Freddy, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, go on. What's next?" <laughs> this is the movie that you told me never to watch. I have not. I still have not seen oh, it to this. Oh, today. it's so batshit crazy. It's so weird, um, but it it works on a. We don't care. We're just going to do all sorts of crazy stuff, and hopefully, it works. It works. It does. I I think this movie's great. All right, so. I'll, I'll I'll get around to watching it at some point. Is it is it still on Netflix? Um, I don't think it's on. Oh, it might be. It was for a I while. Have, I yeah. I will see it as soon as I possibly. You should can. maybe I'll, because I'll, I am, it'll be the I'm, October horror horrorthon. But I, I tend to. You tend to be the Freddy guy. I tend to be the J. Uh, Judas Priest, fuck that all. Wow. <laughs> I tend to be the Freddy guy. You tend to be the Jason guy. So that is why yeah. uh, we so thoroughly enjoyed 
Freddy versus Jason because we oh, both went to that so movie like, what's going? No, uh my guy's gonna win, not your guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Us and all the other six and seven year olds in the theater. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it was like <laughs> six, seven, five, four, three, all the way down, sat yes. behind us. Yes. Wasn't yeah. awkward. And one at last. All. One last thing about uh, Freddy's Revenge is that this was the last time that Freddy uh, – well, no, I don't want to say th- the last time for a while until A New Nightmare that Freddy was genuinely a creepy uh, slasher guy. Because in part three, then it starts to become comical. He's still very much a dark, menacing, evil dude like he was in the first one. He is like that in part two. They did not – kind of go the comical route. I know, I get what you're saying, but there were parts in three that still really freaked me out because of the, the, the intensity of the gore. Yes. As far as like the, when he was doing the puppet thing, the guy's tendons and shit. Like that that still makes me cringe. Yeah. Part, actually part four, Ray Harlan's part four is where they really were like, okay, now this is officially a, a, comedy type yeah that, movie and that that effects. weird area four five six seven i don't even know if yeah. i've seen all those i'm a, i don't know if i have um after yeah honestly after part four part four still has its charms but part five ugh, and then the the freddy's dead movie was not good and then from there they went to new nightmare which then we got back on track yeah so Ooh, anyway man what a good movie yeah no kidding next so, okay go ahead um okay and um because this is kind of tied into Wes Craven, I'm going to do another Wes Craven movie that I have never seen, uh, which is The Hills Have Eyes Part 2, the 1984 uh, sequel to the original. I think it was 1984. The sequel. To, yeah, it was 1984. This is the same year that uh, Wes Craven's own Nightmare on Elm Street came out. He made Hills Have Eyes Part 2. And I've been wanting to see this movie for the longest time, and I just... I heard it was so bad that I just never watched it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm obsessed with slasher movies. Much right like now. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, watch this. And um, <laughs> unlike Freddy's Revenge, yeah, not so much. This is – it's so weird. This came out the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street, which I – is one of my – it's one of my favorite horror movies. This is nothing at all. It, this feels like it was made in the 70s and not in a good way, 70s. This is – this is garbage. Like it was totally phoned in. Everything about this movie was phoned in where let's just get this done. It's we've got shitty actors riding dirt bikes in the wherever they were and let's pad the running time. And then in the end we'll have a couple cool scenes and let's wrap this up. It was not good. And it's weird to think that this was the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street, which leads that this is just me thinking here that it leads me to believe that, he didn't give a shit. Wes Craven didn't give a shit about this movie because it very much feels like he didn't. Oh, you could take that review and uh, put my name on it for the Hills Have Eyes remake. Or, uh, no, yeah. Hills Have Eyes 2. Two part. Yeah. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with this <sighs> Judas Priest. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a couple, I will say I had this. A couple uh, before the show, ladies and gentlemen, no, because no, uh, yeah, I had a giant fucking board dropped on my head and yeah. smashed <laughs> and my thumb. thumb. And, yeah. I wish that you just turn into ash and just lob your hand off with a chainsaw. I'm almost at that who's, point. It's like, who's laughing get, now and start smashing glasses on? Yeah. Do I get x-rays or just accept that my hand's just going to be purple forever? Next time I see you, you got a chainsaw as a yeah. hand. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yep. And then you're like, Groovy. what's uh, what's going on? Nothing. And you, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> you just, Saved groovy. money on my health care. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so uh, last thing about uh, Hills Have Eyes too is that um, this should wrap. This should sum up this movie. There's a dog, a German Shepherd in the movie. The dog has a flashback. Back to you. God help yeah. us all. The, 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 like, 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 we, we the, the, I'm going to talk about something even stupider than that. Yeah, <laughs> and we actually get like the the, the screen goes kind of fading. Like you're not actually doing what I think you're doing. Like oh, the dog's having a flashback. That kind of thing. Yes, it was so kind of cool. Okay, back to you. I just I know that you have a love hate with Wes Craven's older stuff. Yeah, like last house on the left. You're like, no, I still no, haven't I seen the like original him. because you told me not to. Yeah, yeah, bumbling cops and no, but this this is <laughs> heading a I, microwave and a remake. This one here is uh, I'm not sure where you would come out on. I, I can't imagine you would like this movie, but it just feels phoned in. Anyway, I have yeah. utter disinterest. That's where yeah, I come I've out got on. I've got some better stuff to talk about. So, oh yeah, shit, you better get on with it because it it oh, is yeah. the. Okay, lastly, now you it's see the witching me, hour. now you see me part two. Are you ready to dive down to what the uh um library has to offer for free viewing? Wait, that's the uh Jesse Yeah, Eisenberg I, oh, magic movie. Woo! Okay. Oh boy. I saw part one in the theater, so I'm curious what your thoughts on those. <laughs> I snagged you know, every time I stop at the library, like, should I even bother? It's only been a couple of days. I'm sure nothing's come back. Ah, screw it. I wanna see if I really want to see the, uh, not the arrival, I want to, arrival. No, oh, really yeah. waiting for that release to come out. Looking forward to it. You know what? Let me just stop in, go through the library, see if there's anything of any interest. Came out with three movies this week. Only watched one so far, but uh, stay tuned for coming soon, and I will talk about <clears throat> the other things that I snagged. That's what's lovely, lovely about the library. It's shit that I don't want to even pay for in the dollar theater. Now you see me too. Jesse Eisenberg and Mark Ruffalo and various cast members. Woody Harrelson, right? Yep. Yeah, times two. He plays what? his own twin in this movie. Ugh. Now, right. <laughs> well, let me start by giving my review of the first film. I, it was Okay. I it was uh, one of those movies that's ten fifteen minutes a little too long. It's fine, enjoyable fluff until you try to apply logic. If you start applying logic to these things, it becomes annoying and irritating and garbage. Don't do that. Just go okay. in with like mind and check. I'm just gonna have fun, and it in that situation. Now you see me fine. Now you see me too. Starts off, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. This is interesting. Interesting plot ideas. We're changing it up. This is different. Cool. Learning more about, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes shit that happened in part one. I'm enjoying this. I quite enjoyed this movie. Mark Ruffalo is way more involved this time around, and he is a charm factory, that charismatic bastard. Uh, he's amazing. It, he really is amazing. And then we kind of, you know, it, ugh, we get to the end and it's like, why is this still going? Like, this should have ended. Why do you keep going? And is it a long movie? Like, runtime long? 139 minutes. Oh my lord. No chance I'm going to watch that. <laughs> Good lord. And, and two hours and 20 minutes? 139 minutes. 
Oh, you know what? I honestly, I didn't hate it. I, I, by the time it was over, I felt like I enjoyed this more than the original. I really did. Uh, I still That's... felt like it's, it's too damn long. Cut some of this shit. There was plenty of shit you could cut out. Plenty. And, and you wouldn't have lost a step. It, it, yeah. the, these movies are sorely in need of an editor. But if you get around to that place where you're like, I just need something to sit down and watch with the, with wife and yeah. painless and something where, you know how it is. Some, some weeks you go and you're watching too damn many documentaries or too much serious shit. And you're like, I just want to yeah, switch my fucking brain off for a minute. You know That's what? These movies. You could do far worse than this. This, this, I, I was expecting to come back with a far more negative review than yeah, I Yeah, I'm am. surprised. I enjoyed quite a bit of this movie. It went a lot of ways I did not expect it to go. And along the way, I had Mark Ruffalo just carrying me along and <laughs> cradling me. And <laughs> he was so damn charming. Quite enjoyed his performance. And I have babbled on more than enough this evening. The rest is up to you. No, Levin. so you're done? You're, uh, oh, I'm done for now. Okay. Oh, do you want to know what I have left coming from the library? Uh, yes, I do, actually. This is my coming soon, so don't give me shit. We always fall apart at the end of the coming soon. Victor Frankenstein and The Last Witch Hunter, which I'm really excited to to oh, that pop should that make in. a good double header, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, especially that's since a... the last witch hunter. If you recall, I watched two thirds of the last witch hunter in the theater, and then you walked out. Yeah, because right? yep. there was like three people in that theater, and it was the most obnoxious viewing I've ever. Nah, yeah. assholes. And, and Victor Frankenstein. That's with Daniel Radcliffe and. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, nice. I wanted to see that movie, but it's. Just oh, I thought you that... watched it. No? no, that thing bombed. And well, I watched that other, I forget what it was, a Frankenstein movie, uh, that set in modern times where I reviewed it on our show. Um, uh, it, it, it was pretty good. With Aaron Eckhart? No. Um, <laughs> oh, nah. oh, I know what you're talking about. That direct to video one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to watch this one. Also, Now You See Me Too. Hilarious. Hilarious. That the, uh, magician behind the scenes of uh, the snake and the horseman is Harry Potter. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, okay. That shit. Nice. Uh, I'm telling you, man, don't give up on this movie. It, it's so for a wife, for a, like you said, check your brain at the door. Expectations. I don't like the runtime. The runtime is, uh, you know, it went by pretty fast. It just had the return of the King kind of ending where it just went going and going and going and going. And it was like enough, enough. Yeah. Take okay. I'm um, eating up your time. You got six okay. minutes till all hell is it's, it's. Oh yes. Yeah. Unleash hell. Okay. Here we go. Um, footloose 1984. Are you kidding and, me? Um, You're kidding me, right? So, well, here's the thing. So, I've been reviewing slasher movies. I'm going to review this like a slasher movie because but I, there's a I slasher movie in your, here. on your Facebook thing like a joke. And now you're telling me that you actually went and watched it? I did. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, I, I did. feel like you're so pulling a Daniel Radcliffe on me and, and you're actually yeah. a magician and you're somehow <laughs> I'm being snaked into going and stealing somebody's magic card from somebody's asshole. <laughs> No, 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 no. This, this happened. This was a thing. 
so for my love of 80s, um, I have never seen Footloose until now. Here's how this movie is good. If you go in with the mindset, okay, let's just imagine that the already too long runtime of an hour and 47 minutes. Actually, let's trim that back to an hour and 25 and let's take out one random character and insert a really big dude with a creepy mask. And I want to see him butcher John Lithgow, Diane West, Chris Penn, Sarah Jessica Parker, um, Lori Singer, especially. I want to see her head get completely lobbed off. Kevin Bacon still lives though. He'll live through this movie. Then we got a good movie. Otherwise, this is shit. There's my review of Footloose. Next is going to be the last movie I'm going to review is I hated it. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but wouldn't that have been a pretty good movie? Uh, um, you watch. You watch Footloose. You got to cut loose, man. I don't. You, you Footloose. I'm, Kick off your oh, oh I don't I don't even I don't even like you're saying things but it's it might as well be Chinese I don't even yeah, know what I you're know. saying it's gibberish um <laughs> must let's close out with the with with basically what our show is all about the Messiah of evil uh-huh. uh, <laughs> go on <laughs> here we go um a code red movie from uh, 1973 um, directed by Willard uh. Hoika, or H-U's, yeah. Uh, a young woman goes searching for her missing artist father. Her journey takes her to a strange California seaside town governed by a mysterious undead cult. Um, this is an hour and 30 minutes of what in the hell. Uh, uh, it's great. It's so bizarro. Well, now, wait weird. a minute. You gave that review to Anti-Birth, but you didn't pay 30 bucks for that on Blu-ray. So. Well, I, I actually bought this used. I bought this at the exchange. Oh, this my, is one of the great. Re- you saved a couple of bucks. But you, yes. same re- damn review, but here it's huge thumbs up because you own it. But Anti-Birth, because you don't but own it, you're on, like, It's shot on film, and it's in the early 70s, and it's, all right, all there's right. a, an albino curly-haired guy in it that's kind of undead, maybe. Oh, well, that changes shit. Yes. And what's cool is that the Messiah walks out of the water, and he's evil. And he comes from the... Uh, Donner party, maybe something. I don't know. It makes no sense. No sense. Although there's some sort of a fight, and one of and the 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 father of this lady, he is covered in blue paint, and I'm like, this feels artistic, but it's, um, I'm done. It's. <laughs> oh, honestly, I was going to give you a pass on all that. I was like, yeah, okay. You know what? He really schooled me. That sounds way better than. <laughs> like it is it actually is it's no it's it, it actually it is crazy that, that actually it legitimately is sounds cooler it's like braveheart yeah. but horror and <laughs> blue paint there is there is one scene in this movie that is truly spectacular and it's it, like it was genuinely unnerving a girl walks into this theater to watch a movie and she's it's like her and a couple just random people in the theater and she sits down and slowly the theater starts filling up and the entire scene is like, you're like, this feels off. Like everybody sits down in, in this town of undead people, kind of. Wait, 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 wait. And this town of undead people? Like the, do they know yes. it's undead people? Yeah, it's, it's, the whole town is being overrun by zombies, kind of. 
and but the this sounds like demons. Oh, but oh no, it's not near that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so she's sitting there, and there's like everybody wow. is sitting behind. Like there's like tons of people sitting behind her, just watching her, and it was genuinely creepy. And it probably was partially because it was filmed back in the early '70s, so it has that feel going on, and everybody looks, you know, like a I yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. It, it was crazy. It was cool. She dies. The end. Wait, she, what the, is that a spoiler? I don't know what's mm. happening right now. Maybe. <laughs> no, seriously, the movie, the movie makes almost no sense. It's just random things happening and it's got weird, creepy early seventies music and some dude gets covered in blue paint and a guy walks out of water and then there's narration and a loony bin and roll credits. And I'm like, yeah, yep. That was pretty good. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this. Uh, <laughs> wow. Kick off your Sunday shoes, uh, oh, Louise. Wow. You really threw me off course with the Footloose thing. Kicking off to my breeze, Lou. Yeah. Do me a favor and watch Grease about five times. I would, <laughs> I would appreciate that. Cause Grease and 16 Candles and Pretty in Orange or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? I've, I've not seen that. John Ooh, Hughes. So John Hughes. We're... John Hughes is not the same as, as this musical bullshit. So have, I have not seen Pretty in Pink. It's on my voodoo. Go ahead and watch that one. So it is pretty good. Mm, I actually don't know if I've watched it. We're so off track, I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. Yeah. It was one that I got for free when I signed up for voodoo, I think. But I was just like, okay. ah, John Hughes, I like most of his shit, so... Eh. I don't even know what to do right now. What do I do? Anything else with Messiah of Evil? Or no, it was great. It sounds awesome. Can I watch it? I... You can. It's Code Red. I mean, I I truly am curious what you think of it because it is so bizarro weird in this early 70s, like, still kind of acid trippy hippie sort of way. And it's <laughs> totally original. Like, it's very original and unique. Uh, no, you're. I'm listening. I don't. You're. Yeah. I don't know why you're bailing. You're like, nope. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I just. I'm it's like, like you're I'm, inviting I'm, me to yell at you. You're like, well, I'm, it's eleven thirty-one, and you're like, uh, I know that you're a drunk asshole now. <laughs> so yell at me or belittle me or something. I, here's, here's what we're gonna do. For once, I'm going to move the show forward. Uh, what do you have coming up that you're going to be reviewing? <laughs> I know. Don't spit take on your computer. Go on. Um, what are you going to be reviewing, uh, coming up soon? What's, what's coming soon? Go ahead. Um, I have a few more slasher movies, which I'll <laughs> save that for next episode. Uh, only a couple more on, on the stack. Um. Grease. No. I seriously, I honestly don't know if I will ever watch that movie. I have zero interest in that. Okay, um, but as far as what I'm going to be watching, well, I thought that there was a couple that I had down in uh, um, no oh, werewolf movies. misery. I got I got misery uh, on Blu-ray okay. for a couple bucks, and I've been wanting to rewatch that. I haven't seen that thing since probably the VHS days. I've I never watched. Remember it. very? Oh, you haven't? Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, um, that's shocking. Whatever. No, I'm actually yeah. surprised. I'm surprised you haven't seen misery. That's a, I think a good movie. I haven't again. I haven't seen it for a while. But. Supposedly. Whatever, footloose boy. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, random horror shit, of course. I'm done. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that yours. I've kind of been watching some Strange-O food documentary bullshit. 
Uh, yeah, very safe stuff to, like, complement the weird shit that I try and watch. There's some um, Netflix, very much roulette type shit that I've been uh, Like, oh, maybe I'll give that one a shot. That kind of stuff. Well, hopefully if, if this uh, blue tube thing works out pretty good, I'm hoping to kind of incorporate that in because there is so much stuff that sounds awesome that will probably never, ever see the light of day on Netflix that like, maybe. Maybe we can at least watch it that way. Well, we'll see. And maybe next yeah. time I'll throw you a, the, the jollos and you can throw me the fucking killdozers. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> We'll see. We shall see. Okay. Anything else you want to add for this episode? That should do it. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. I was going back through those indies. His uh, the in, I was in the independent section where he has everything right now under ten bucks is fifty cents, and if it's over ten bucks, then it's half off. So I was just digging through because I don't I didn't, I know the indies least of all, but I know Dark Horse books, and so I was like, what's this Dark Horse presents? And it's got all these awards on it and stuff, and it's an anthology, best anthology twenty twelve. Turns out it's a, a line of, and they're really thick like even for a comic book, but it's a line of theirs where they just, it's full of like short stories. Okay. So they get a bunch of well-known authors and artists and mishmash them together, do a little short story. And maybe it's a three part thing they'll have in for a couple of issues. But each issue was $8 and 50 cents. So I was like, they're 50 cents a pop. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I, I bought all of them. I've got a stack this big and I think I spent, four bucks on it. I don't know. It, it wasn't much, but I'm like, they're eight fifty a piece. Yeah. I, I've been through a couple of them and it's like cool art, cool stories, yeah. short, you know, I, I like that. And that's what I like. Like these Fulci ones is, is the art. It's not like a gimmicky thing. Like the artwork is incredible uh, on mm-hmm. these things. So I'm like, bring on more Fulci. I think, I think that's brilliant for the, the very small percentage of people like me that would just go nuts over this stuff it's awesome mm-hmm. like because i'm anything that they come out with fulci i will buy i'm, I'm sold yeah. i'm like i'm your customer now you've got me especially since it's uh they do li- very limited runs of it yeah. that makes it that helps with the value that's where the whole comic book thing went bust in the 90s is because they're like death of superman and it's gonna be like action comics number one in value and then they printed 57 million copies yeah it's like I, I find them in dollar boxes. Wow. <laughs> I still pick, I pick them up sometimes just for the sheer f- silly fun of it. Yeah. But, uh, eh. <laughs> I, it's, I, but see, that's when I was the, the right age for comic books. Yeah. So I don't care. Like I'm into that style and those stories. So that's kind of like the realm where I'm collecting. And everybody's like, this shit's worthless. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm collecting because I like the stories yeah. and the art. So it, it means. I oh, say, I still cheap. have a stack of my old, uh, tales from the crypt. And a stack of Further Adventures of Indiana Jones. And I read those religiously over and over and over and over and over. The, the Indiana Jones ones, I had those as a kid. And then the uh, 
the Tales from the Crypt stuff, I got that when I was young enough that, or when I was old enough to go to the mall with my parents and be able to go to Walden Books in the mall by myself and, yeah. and buy them and shove them down my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. <sighs> oh, that's funny. Story of my life. <laughs> yep. Well, I would too. I mean, I, I couldn't even get, I didn't even know where to get comics around here. That's the thing. I, I, I could get them at the drugstore here on the corner, but it was just so random. Yeah. It was like, once a month, they'd get five random issues, and then the next month, it'd be five completely different things. I never had two damn things that lined up, and it was, half the time, it was shit I don't want. Spider-Man, twenty ninety I'd be like, ooh, future Spider-Man, and I'd buy an issue, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. One, but, like, I hate this. One thing that was always consistent was those Tales from the Crypt, everyone was awesome, and those are old 50s. I mean, yeah, but see, that's like the what I was talking about with these Dark Horse Presents. They're small anthology things. Yeah. Or they one-offs like this: Evil Dead versus Two versus Krampus. It's a one, one and done. It says right on the cover. Oh, There's no issue. Awesome. Two. I that's like it. that. I like that. It's self-contained story, and I'm sure it's going to be great. Well, <laughs> it's still these Evil Dead books. I got to. Okay, are you ready to start let's, the show? Yeah, let's do this. Maybe I'll just put this all after the things at the end. That's, I, oh, I wish we would have recorded all of it because this is. Uh, I, I I think this is interesting stuff. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Oh, I do too. But okay. 